Welcome to Nerds of Square Circle. We are a weekly podcast where we talk about and review the latest in wrestling news and events. We are your hosts. I am Starf Chris. Philip, the dude with the headband. He gets so confused back. when I He's point. He's back. He's back, dude. With the headband, is back. I'm he gets back so confused my... when I point to him next. Yeah. He's always expecting him to go last. Maybe I'm making and, a dramatic Sam cross. Jericho, of course. Hello, hello. Yes, how is you, everybody? Philip is back. All right. How you? Yeah, guys. Welcome back, Phil. This time, I'm back to mess it all up again. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> we it's missed too you. smooth last time. Yeah, we did miss you last time. Was it weird? It was weird. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. You felt like you were missing a left toe or something? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> not something that you really uh, need, but when it's not there, you know, you, you yeah. notice it's missing. You hobble through it. Um, so, yeah, of course, we are brought to you by the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Make sure you go check out all the other podcasts in the family. Somewhat Nerdy Radio, which has a new podcast coming out in a week. And Future Flicks was Billion, which has a weekly podcast coming out every Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We all have social media things you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, I think. Uh huh. And if you dig the podcast, make sure you leave us a review. iTunes, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. And share with your wrestling friends, more importantly. Uh, we'd like to continue to keep on growing in 2017. Oh, yeah. We're kid friendly, guys. Kid fr- we are somewhat kid friendly. <laughs> so and we're somewhat nerdy apparently yeah that's christopher's that, polo shirt, i didn't so. even didn't even mean to do that but yes <laughs> so fellas how y'all doing we're doing good how are you chris i'm i'm decent chris did we we talked about uh new japan on the last show which you were not familiar with because of if you haven't heard of it yet you've been living under a rock uh the wrestle kingdom 11 show did you finally get around to watching that okay I'm going to start from the beginning. <laughs> He's a fanboy now, guys. Okay. I don't know what happened to me this week, but I am like New Japan all the way. Like, you Nothing know what song is about to right now? He's turning Japanese. Are you turning Japanese? That's I, horrible. That is horrible. If you know the definition of that song, yes. But That is horrible. The chorus um, is it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched all of uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11. Okay. Yeah. Um, loved it so much, I went and watched Wrestle Kingdom 10. Yeah. Which uh, show did you like better? Eleven's better. Did you I think eleven? That's I an argument. Nine, ten, eleven. They've had a lot of a streak of really good. Still shows. good. I mean, was uh, it nine the first year that Jim Ross did the commentary, or was it ten? Um, because that was a big was, hype in America. To it was where, nine. Okay, because that was a big hype in America to where it's like, hey, American wrestling fans, you need to watch this. Jim Ross is going to be on here. Yeah, it was one of the first when uh, Jeff Jarrett started. Uh, was it Global Force? Global Force mm-hmm. Wrestling. That was one of the first things he did was try to get some promotion out of New Japan to get it aired or doing stuff with it in the United States to promote it over here. And one of that was uh, putting Jim Ross on it for some good PR English commentary. I don't know why people think it's. Do you watch? Have you, did you watch it with the English commentary? I did. I, I watched Eleven with the English, which is the the, the Ring of Honor guys. I guess. Yeah. Kevin Kelly, Sucarino. Um Number ten, I watched was the English, which I wish I wouldn't know because the Japanese oh. <laughs> guy. I don't know his name. That's uh. That was Yoshitatsu. Okay. Sucks. Well, he's no, not he's an really annou- good. He's not he's an, not, an announcer. He's not an English yeah. announcer because they would ask him a question. It's like, what did you think of that? He's like, no good. Yeah, and that would be it. That would be his like final oh, yeah. answer. It's like I think Matt Striker would like set him up as like, so you like because he oh, was yeah, out yeah, of action because yeah. his neck was broken. So then AJ Styles comes out and he's like, and he asks uh, Yoshi. So here comes the guy that you know almost ended your life. You know, could have ended your career. Like, what's going through your, what's going through right now? He's like, not good. Yeah. You know, like just and that was just, the extent just, of his answer. Yeah. <laughs> you could just hear like the. 
the disdain in the American dudes, yeah. guy, the voices, you know, like, oh, good God. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I guess being quiet, but if, you're, if your job is to talk, mm-hmm. you need to talk. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love it. Uh, Kenny Omega is probably one of my new favorite wrestlers. I, I've always paid He's attention to him. joining your top five like mine? He might be in my top fives now. I don't know who he's going to bump out. Do you agree that it's a, a six-star match, as Dave Meltzer rated what? the Wrestle Kingdom alone? Did you not hear about that? No. Yeah. He, yeah. he gave it a six-star. First six-star six star match? It's his second. He gave um, Misawa Kawada. I don't know which which one specifically. I mean, if it's the one I'm thinking of, probably the 96 one uh six stars apparently i didn't know that either i thought i didn't i didn't know he'd done that but that one also is just as hard hitting mm-hmm. i think it's for if you look like you're actually murdering people in the match he'll give you that extra star i mean there's a point when kenny omega straight up drop kicks him okada in the back of the head yeah like i know shoot drop kicks him in the back of the head a lot of people don't like that they don't that's a big gripe that people have with some of the new japan's or japanese wrestling is that they are so stiff sometimes mm-hmm. that they really are hitting each other. Yeah. That that's Those are the not that like sports entertainment, but it's not sports entertainment. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. Oh good god. There's a um a Samoa Joe Kenakabashi match where after the after the match, Joe's entire shoulder and chest is completely purple. And it's one of my favorite matches and I'll show it to people and they'll say, Oh, I don't you know, that's not that's not wrestling. That's that's just, you know fighting gore. Or yeah. you know, yeah. And I don't know, I like when I can watch something that I know is not r- supposed to be real, and I completely, you know, sometimes someone will do a kick, and I go, okay, well, that's camera angles, it didn't really connect, but it's like, no, they re- these, yeah, like, yeah. they really hit each other, and um, there's it's a nice change of pace. There was a couple of great spots in it, the, the table spot, where oh, they kept God. setting up the table, mm-hmm. and you were like, where is it, where are they going to use it, where are mm-hmm. they going to use it, and when they finally used it, I was like, that was so awesome. Uh, they hit the spot over the rail that Kenny Omega went into the... Uh, yeah, Okada into the announcing table is scary. That's a um, uh, that's a Kota Ibushi move. Okay, they were a tag team in a DDT. Okay, so right. it's like a knock at him. The whole match now, really good, and it's not just Kenny Omega because I, I I've been seeing lots I was of say, Kenny Omega. Okada. It's all Okada's about Kazuchika Okada. Really, Kazuchika good. Okada is the man. He's a workhorse for the whole thing. I love that. He's man. the one. Everybody leaves, comes and goes in New Japan. And he's the guy that's consistently there, mm. and is this like the top guy? I don't want to compare him to anybody because every time I do that, Sam gets mad at me. Well, I, I just <laughs> Kenny Omega until this year has been so ho- hokey. He's he's hokey. He's the cleaner. He's got this is like the first match where he came out and he wasn't wearing. He didn't have a broom in his hand, which I liked that he yeah, did. You know. He had his sawed-off shotgun because he did his Triple H Terminator. He did it better than Triple H too. Oh hell yeah, so. way better. The promo, like the little video before, was awesome. Yeah, no, that was awesome. And great. it came out with this little mask thing. That was way cooler than saw it shot. I was hoping it had like some kind of like fake, you know, blast show when he came in there and actually did his gun point. So even though he didn't win, if the fact that everybody's talking about Kenny Omega, does it matter that he didn't win? I don't no, think so. Because I was going to ask if you, if, are you upset that's that he lost? That's why I like some of the people I like that are wrestlers because Danny Flamingo. Danny Flamingo too, yeah. Local wrestler, he would never win, but he would win the crowd. every show. He'd get the biggest pop because he was he put the. You could just tell. You can tell from some wrestler somehow they know how to tell a story in the ring without saying anything and just putting it all out there. And they get rewarded down the road. It's going to happen because you know the people that are booking the shows. They see this. They're not blind, and they're going to give the people the rewards that they deserve. And we're going to talk about the the local Wildcat show in a little bit. Um, other things in the Wrestle Kingdom, the Cody Rhodes. Showed up here. 
Uh-huh. Uh, I know we talked about not it Cody week. Rhodes. Cody, Cody Rhodes does not exist outside WWE. American Nightmare Cody. There's nothing wrong with the match that he was in. No, it's just yeah. probably the weakest match of yeah the event compared to everything else. That well, happened. yeah. I mean, it was a. I don't want to say it was a squash match. It was, but it, American, was it was a showcase. It was a showcase match. It was. It was an American match at a Japanese promotion. Well, there's something about. I mean, in New Japan in particular, it's so competitive. But in any wrestling match, you have to account for whether or not the audience is going to buy if someone's going to win and no one there was no chance that juice was going to win cody was going to win so that it makes the match not as compelling mm-hmm. because you're just waiting for when cody's going to win but imagine if they stuck him against somebody that's been in new japan for a while even if it was just like a lower card guy you would still wouldn't be as much into the match i think if it wasn't juice yeah and then he'll fight shibata and he'll actually break his face and he'll have to wear that mask again that'd be cute <laughs> The Adam Cole match was really good. Adam Cole, baby! That is his um, official last name. It's not Cole, it's baby. Baby. And then, of course, the Young Bucks. I I, I enjoy them every time I see them. I, um, I don't care if they're spotty. I don't care if they're flippy. I don't care if they super kick five million times. I liked them ever since the first time I saw them wrestle, like the Hardy Boys, like back in TNA. I don't know how long ago that was. I guess that was their first probably TV exposure ever. I was like, who are these mini-me's of the Hardy Boys? Because that's exactly how they... That is what they were. That's how they played them in TNA. They were Generation Me against the Hardys, and they just looked like mini-me Hardy Mm. Boys. But they're probably going to... They did a tease at, I think, the final battle that they're probably going to do the Hardys versus the Young Bucks at the Orlando show. That's what I'm guessing. They did it in Puerto Rico a couple months back. Yeah, Yeah. it was all over YouTube. I've seen that, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the Young Bucks, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate and flack for it, but I just, I don't, maybe just, when I'm there, when I'm at a show and they're there, there's not, there's no comparing the electricity, people love the Young Bucks, Mm -hmm. they're over, and I get excited to see them. You just don't care about them as soon as you walk out of the room. I don't, I don't, I don't know, they just, they're so silly to me. They bring a level of fun to wrestling, which I think it misses, especially in like WWE where it's so serious all the time. Other yes. than the comedic beats. No, you're even right. Even that is serious. They're not the comedy time. wrestlers, but they're fun. Exactly. They're, they're but, a good balance of everything. Because yeah. at the same time, they're paying homage to certain styles of wrestling. The way they dress, even with all their little flares and frizzles yeah. and everything. It's just... they like. I think they like being indie guys, but they like being the big guys too. Because it's, it's wrestling. It's very competitive. You're not in the business just to show up, get a check, dance yeah. around a ring, joke around. They're very serious you know you mentioned earlier chris that you went through and binge watch all being the elite yeah, series I you can if i wish you i wish somebody would probably do a video of showing how many people were actually watching that and kenny omega's youtube channels about let's say six to eight months ago because nobody was watching it mm-hmm. i was i would somehow i just came across it one night and i've been watching them since then but it's same with the up up down down Nobody's yeah, watching, watching that now. That's on um, it's on the, the network. WWE network yeah. now, which is ridiculous. It's blowing it up to where it's not as fun because, tell you the truth, I haven't watched an episode of Up Up Down Down in like four or five months because it's just Dang. it's it's Goldberg. It's cool. Goldberg walked by, behind the scene while he was doing an unboxing like mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. That's the last one I watched. Yeah, okay. Because he put in the titles like Goldberg's on their show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back point- to Kenny Omega, it's that's the other part I didn't realize about him because I've always seen him. Like I seen like his from a long time ago his match between like the him and the eight year old nine year old girl yeah he has a good um, match which was Balor too I've seen so I seen his matches here and there so I didn't know anything about him so when I started researching him and realizing he's a giant nerd oh yeah 
I loved him even more. Well, have you so. seen his Bullet Club shirt? Yeah. His uh, 8-bit shirt? Yeah, I never yeah. realized this about yeah. this dude until I went and watched Russell Kingdom, and then I started researching him, and this is why he's probably on my top five favorite list right now. So. All the wrestlers are all nerds now. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, they're all playing video games and reading comic books. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I saw, which is something that I, I don't know if he just taped his hand up differently in, in WWE or if it was new. Uh, wrestlers often get tattoos on their fingers. Or, or just athletes because they can't wear their ring mm-hmm. while they're doing stuff. And he's got uh like the Triforce on his finger. Does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Which cool. I noticed at Wrestle Kingdom. Lame. And he wore gloves. Lame. You're not a Zelda so. fan, Phil? No, even though my little girl's named Navi. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The uh, Comic-Con was in New Orleans this weekend, and uh, Batista and Finn Balor were there. Uh, I didn't go because... I didn't go either. Yeah. And so, and it's so... I usually... We were... We, we, well, we usually do go. It just uh, this I don't is know, the first one this, this in the city that I've never been to. So wow, I I didn't go either. I had a lot of my friends that went. I know a lot of people that had booths there with comic stores and all. And they said it was actually a really good year sales wise for everybody. Really? So to me, that means they had good energy there. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had the Raw and SmackDown afterwards, and I thought that would probably affect the crowds. Yeah. And I text Sam about it, asking him when he was at Raw because I noticed that it was really dark. Yeah. Like midway to upper decks up there, and usually those sell out for Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's the beginning of the year, so things are a little tight, I'm sure, for families, and that's what the product is nowadays. It's family oriented. You got to pay, you know, how much would that cost, Chris, if you had your whole family going to see Raw? Ah, uh, there's no way I can afford it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I paid uh, thirty bucks for my ticket. Oh, to yeah, Raw. See, I can, yeah, I can afford see? that. It yeah. depends on where you go. Mm-hmm. It depends on what quality. Uh, and I mean, I you saw the pictures I took. They're not. Um, well, they're not, you, you when know, you're in arenas, it's not that far. We'll, but, um, we'll talk about Raw in a little bit after okay. the break. Uh, um, but uh, so yeah, there was there was Comic Con, the Wildcat Show, Wildcat. Raw, SmackDown. It was uh, a wrestling weekend. Kelsey, my friend, uh, who's got a, a new YouTube channel, kicking it with Kelsey, who's also really into wrestling. She asked me if she thought if I thought it would be too much to dress up like the Young Bucks when she went to go meet Finn Balor. I said no. Uh, she took pictures. She dressed up like Matt Jackson. No, really? And was then that the she, chick that was at the Wildcat show? Yeah. And oh, then yeah. she had a blow-up doll wearing a Young Bucks outfit with like Nick Jackson's face, like like a Taped like a printout it. face mm-hmm. on it. And she was like, I don't know. I feel like, because she's got like, press, she works for a television show so that she's got press credentials. Mm-hmm. She didn't know if she was going to be able to interview him or not. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to like ruin her chances of being like a serious journalist to meet Finn Balor. If she was dressed like a wrestler, so she, and, I, she and I was like, "No, no," I was like, "No, do it." And then um, the next day, like after she went, she sends me a video, and they're at the uh, conference, and she asks him for an interview, and he invites her up on stage and talks to her and fake Nick, like at the press conference, <laughs> That's awesome. and like two sweets, the blow up doll. It's amazing. He's laughing the whole time. You can see oh, it on man. her. Uh, He's coming back at the Royal Rumble, huh? Oh, I hope so. He needs to. I hope so. Yeah, People I have forgotten so. about him to where now when he comes out, like, be a in a surprise. coffin or something, it'd be great. <laughs> the Undertaker, think, they'd be like, Undertaker who? Well, the thing about it is, is that um, most of the time with the Rumble, when your number comes up, you just, you don't have a lot of time to run down there. You don't get the full entrance. Yeah. So I just keep thinking, how are they going to do How the epic demon? would it be if, like, the first entrant is the Undertaker, mm-hmm. and then the second entrant is Finn Balor? Okay. You have, so you can get then you get to have both of their intros. Yeah. There They're not gonna put the Undertaker in that early, I don't think. So yeah, like you you, know, you mentioned earlier, there was a Wildcat show. We talked about it on the last podcast. We saw Danny Flamingo at the Wildcat show. It was um, a great show. The Revolution <laughs> Champion was there. We've mentioned him a lot at this show. Chris, did you enjoy the show? 
I'm sure I would have. You would have enjoyed oh, the show. I told you last week there was a possibility that I wasn't going to go. I, How's the I, car, Chris? Oh, the car is fixed now. Woo! I'm driving it. We promised the audience on the previous episode that you were going to go to... Man, you're going to be like two punishments behind, buddy. I am a punishment behind. I completely I forget about that. I don't... I thought I'm behind. So, okay, wait. Let's go over this again. Yes. We had we had Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I didn't go to. Which had Dave Batista and Finn Balor. Didn't meet either you one didn't of didn't go them. to. And Lou Frigno. We had Wildcat Sports, a New Orleans homegrown wrestling promotion i didn't yeah. go to it didn't go to it monday night raw was in new orleans i didn't go to that they did a press conference about wrestlemania did you go to that I... in new orleans in new orleans let me think about it um no I wasn't and then that baton rouge the other direction <laughs> i didn't go to that either did you know what's not bad about baton rouge you always have that sweet spot did you park there again like no wait. i didn't no but you, I... know, you know part <laughs> i'm talking about he's got a I sweet did, was, parking spot full, yeah so um, the Wildcat show, yes, uh, I had car problems on Saturday, which I was trying to get done before I can go to the show. Well, it bled until night, and I had to get it done. Life, uh-huh. life took a Dude, my a truck's more... still sitting at work. Nice. <laughs> uh, life took a very important stance over wrestling, so it sucks. But I did miss it. Hey, every bad day ends. Every bad day. Oh my god. Uh, it was a great show, Chris. You really missed out, and we had promised Danny Flamingo that you were going to meet him because he wants to come on the show at some point. Yes. And I don't know if you know this, but he has a little bit of a message for you. I think uh, I think do we it, should go. We should... Danny? Danny, do you have something to say to Chris? Do we have that? We have that? I okay. think we do. Yeah. You are looking at the Prince of Parish Road, the patron saint of St. Bernard, the Wildcat Revolution Champion, the one and only Shalmation sensation, Danny Flamingo. And nerds of the squared circle, you better be looking forward to the most sensational thing in Wildcat sports soon to be coming your way. And Chris, Princess, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to seeing you since you don't know how to buy a ticket. Huh? You bum? It's all right, you little ragamuffin. I'm going to see you guys later. You should probably write that down. It's a beautiful thing. But also when we were there, right, Chris. it was, a, it was yeah. an action-packed show from beginning to end. Usually they start to show off with like a woman's match or some some independent guys that are traveling through. You know, they'll have wrestlers that are not a part of the regular Wildcat roster. From beginning to end, every match was pretty solid. We even, they have an intermission halfway through, you know, to stretch out, get concessions, use the bathroom and all. Meet some of the wrestlers because they'll walk around. All the faces will walk around. The heel wrestlers usually stay in the back. You know, and uh, one of the referees, they all, you know, we kind of have, I always wear a headband usually at shows. So, you know, people see me and they kind of give me like the head nod because it's like, like when you go into a bar or somewhere where people go all the time and they kind of give the eyes like, hey, what's up, man? But he actually came up to me and he was talking to me and I was telling him about the podcast and all. I was like, yeah, we're trying to get Danny to come on the show. He's like, hey, man, uh, let me know when I can come on there. Yeah. Which referee is that, Sam? Uh, Saeed. Saeed. So, everybody's welcome. Dude, we're gonna. Well, Chris, they're not gonna feel welcome if they you don't won't me. go meet the ghosts. <laughs> if why are, why would they come here if you won't go see? Here, them? here's here's my fear right now. We've been doing the podcast for what a month, two months, mm-hmm. two months, three months, maybe. It feels like six years. Yeah, it's, it feels like longer, but the two, three months, and I already have wrestlers calling me out. <laughs> so yeah, it, I think it's because Sam and yeah. I have been doing this podcast between each other for the last four years, but not putting it anywhere on air. Yeah, that's true. But Chris, you know, you're not helping doing yourself any favors by not answering any of these call outs. You know? um, you're getting grilled, bro. Yeah, well, 
Uh, you still need hopefully to- we'll have uh, Danny on the show sometime soon, maybe before the next show they have in the city. Um, they're actually their next show that they post. It's going to be at the ECW Arena. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, well, you know, Stevie Richards is their champion, so that's pretty. Yeah. So, uh, how was the event overall? Since Good. I wasn't there, Good. they both, uh, both Danny and Stevie, defended, defended their titles successfully. Their year-end show, which is the last one we went to in November, is kind of their the whole year from January to November Leaves is, up is to kind that. of a build-up. Right. So this is kind of like them starting over. It's their new year, new rival wrestling edition so it's uh it was good it wasn't um it didn't have a lot of heat in terms of like it was there were no real uh rivalries established yet because they're kind of starting fresh but it was still a really good show yeah after the show uh we wanted to talk to the champion stevie richards and i went up with my little four-year-old i was like you want to take a picture of stevie richards that's the best picture ever the champion i know and she's just like okay yeah so we get up to Stevie, and he kind of gets down on his knees. He's like, hey, little girl, what's your name? And she couldn't talk. She was starstruck, just, like, staring and smiling at him. I'm like, well, her name is Navi, sir. And she, and he's just like, Navi, huh? That's the first time in my entire life that I've ever met a Navi before. <laughs> and he just smiles, like, here, hold the belt. And I took the picture. I was like, wow, Mommy would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> mommy didn't make it to the last show, but she, that's one of her favorite wrestlers is Stevie Richards. Cat enthusiast, DDP Yoga champion. Is he on a, a DDP Yoga? Guy? He is one of the instructors. Who is not on DDP Yoga, Chris? Are, not you, me. On, are you doing DDP Yoga? Why not? I'm, I'm doing not. that P90X, bro. Did I'm you not actually... know that that's how that's Chris Jericho's in the best shape of his career? And AJ Styles, DDP you got to forget about you forget AJ Styles, McFoley, like McFoley, and McFoley. Dude, they get the free passes. Jake Vader just started doing it, and now he's not uh, going to die. Soon? Going to die oh, soon. I shouldn't have said that. I feel, that I feel, no, I mean, no, I mean, seriously, he said that he had like what. A, a week couple to months to live, live. Well, yeah. and then now that he's like he said that his health is increasing is a lot better yeah. because he's been doing. He it. might enter the Royal Rumble later time. Ah, yeah. they don't need that to happen. All right, so we got to wrap. So yeah, the the Wildcat show was awesome. We had good talks with everybody, and we look forward to the, them announcing their next show locally and having Chris attend it, as well there. as maybe some. We'll try to get Danny in before. Hopefully, try to work something with these guys so we can maybe do some interviews with some of the guys that are coming through town. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's our local promotion, so because I want to do had, as much with them as possible because they all seem like they really had cool guys, uh, so. Stevie Richards wrestled against one of the reality wrestling guys, Booker T's. Yeah, um, uh, out of Dallas. Is he out of Dallas? Houston. Uh, Houston. Ryan Davidson. Ryan Davidson. Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Ruthless Ryan Davidson. He's good. That's my mistake. He was like their TV champion, Sam. Oh, for a while. He's really good. He came out. He came out of nowhere. He wasn't announced to be on the card. Was he? I think they announced it a couple days before. A couple days okay. before. Yeah. yeah, I saw it a couple okay. days before. I Shane like Taylor wasn't announced to be there. Ring of Honor Shane Taylor. I mean, he's always at all the shows. but. Uh. So we're going to go ahead and uh, move into a break. Uh, I want to apologize to Danny. That, you know, Wait, you want to apologize to Danny? For not showing up I think to you need to do a better or... job, and Chris, I need you to formally yeah. apologize to Danny. <laughs> a letter. You need to write him a letter. The Shalmation but... Sensation, The Prince of Paris Road. Uh, thank you for calling me out, and I will be better in the future. I'm really sorry about that. Um, He's shaking his boots. I see him right yeah, now. Yeah, I am. Uh, he so asked it, me to tell you to refer to him as Mr. Flamingo. Mr. Flamingo. I will do that for that one. So we're going to take a small break. We're going to be right back, and we're going to review and talk about Raw and SmackDown, which Sam was at both of them live. No. Crazy, crazy fun. And uh, we'll be right back. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. 
your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And we are back. We're back. The boys are here. Um, Sam, like uh, we were talking about before the break, you've had a very busy five or six days now. I did. Um, Is your my... butt hurt from sitting down watching all this no. great wrestling? Uh... <laughs> my butt would hurt. No, the only the highest quality seats at all of the venues. Um, I saw Grant, uh, who's a... Uh, a, a wrestling writer and he at a he lives in baton rouge he was at smackdown when he saw him he's like you've been going to just a lot of stuff lately yeah so there's the wildcat show not that much wildcat, if you follow Raw, us on uh, social media all the wrestling pictures that we've been posting over the past like four days it's all from sam yeah that's all you at being at events so yes you've been going to a lot of events yeah. as usual no it's well, yeah. different from anything I, I try to go to as much as i can when they come they don't come that often you know, you can never have too much wrestling in your life. And if you're not going to go travel to go do it, uh, you know, take advantage of it while it's here. They stop, WWE stops uh, every major city in the country at least twice a year, it seems, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so, yeah, so Raw, Monday Night Raw, New Orleans. What you think, Chris? I I didn't think it was as bad as what everybody else is making out Me online. neither. I mean, I nothing felt... like groundbreaking happened other than you know obviously jericho winning the belt at the end yeah um so i had a brief talk with one of my friends uh about raw the other morning i was just getting a drink at his store and we just chit chat about it a little bit because i know he's he's into wrestling he went to wrestlemania 30 and i was just like he's asked me he looked at his like he always does this he's like so what'd you think of raw he doesn't give me an expression to see what i say first Mm -hmm. see if it's okay to see say what he's gonna say I'm like, ah, I haven't really got to finish it yet, because at that time I didn't finish watching it. And he's just like, dude, disappointment. And I heard Sam say that he liked it already, so I was just like, I was interested to hear why he said it, and he made some valid points. I And I'll bullet point real quick so you can okay. say what you need to say, Sam. Okay. But he oh, said, yeah. Mr. WrestleMania was there, but was what was he there to do? Not announce it was going to be New Orleans or anything like that. 
but just be silly and promote his movie, blah, blah, blah. Then The Undertaker comes out and just says, I'm back. I'm going to be in the Rumble. Nothing about, other than like a promo package, you know, Stephen McMahon announcing it or whatever. It would have been pretty neat, like doing some kind of thing like Shawn Michaels coming out saying it or Undertaker saying it or something of that matter and like making it kind of like a mini celebration at the event itself. You could yeah. say different if they had something before or after. Yeah, well, I mean, after uh, after the show went off the air, Undertaker came out and interrupted Kevin and Chris, which was one of the funniest things. I wonder why uh, that I've wasn't on, because I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. And the video I see, you yeah, said. Yeah, I, I recorded it. Well, they, um, do, they do stuff like that. They always do um, something special for the audience, especially when the final moments of the show is the heel winning. Whenever there's right, a bad right, guy, right. they need to have the uh, audience go home happy. So if it's not a match, it's always something where, you know, the top baby face comes out on top so that everybody can leave with a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already smiling because I because Chris Jericho won the U.S. title. Right. He um in the show afterwards he kind of Grand Slam champion. Yeah, he kind of yells at uh, not yells but like uh, talks some smack to Undertaker, saying you know the last time I was in the ring with you Undertaker, I beat you for the World Heavyweight Championship, and then you know. You know, uh, what, the fists of Jericho punch you in the face, man. Oh, All that yes. kind of stuff uh, was so ridiculous. <laughs> but that was the last time Chris Jericho held a championship in WWE was in 2010. Really? So oh. it's his first belt in that long. What, wow. seven years? Okay. Almost almost exactly seven years. It was in April of... He lost it to Jack Swagger when he cashed in the money <laughs> in the bank. So since Jack Swagger was world champion, Chris Jericho has not been a champion in WWE. Yikes. So that was awesome. Uh, him winning the belt, it it was kind of one of those obvious things. I knew it was gonna. It, everybody knew it was gonna happen. He also eventually. always wins when he's in New Orleans. That's a weird stat. Yeah, that's but weird. when he's in New Orleans, he the chips are on he the table. wins. He won the well, Intercontinental title twice. I here like in New Orleans, even though it was a handicap match. I like how they ended it because usually, you know, it's the match where it goes back and forth. You don't know when the the face is gonna make his turn and bring the you know momentum back to him. They just beat him down, down. beat him down, picked up dead weight, rolled him in. Mm-hmm. finished it and just penned it that I was, was like, all the cool Gah. thing too that kevin owens had no intention to take a winning belt. yeah he won it he Jericho murdered him by throwing him power bombing him on the, yeah. on the apron i thought that looked than, really vicious mm-hmm. that was worse than Sami Zayn when he debuted yeah. in nxt um but it also i knew it it makes sense storyline wise the idea is that roman can't beat kevin when kevin is with chris jericho right at proof in mm-hmm. this match the two of them together will beat him. Right. So the only way he has a chance is in a shark is cage. If you apparently. put or they need to put Chris Jericho in a shark cage and hang it above the ring. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, that's a little logic, but um I think shark but cage it makes is a sense. little bit bigger. Uh I think uh Roman's probably going to win the universal title at I don't know. I mean, I I, I would think say that that's a 90% sure. Rumble. It's very possible that they'll keep I think it's obvious it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. For the US belt. Is it, for, it could be the, for the U.S. belt. Well, for I don't no think, reason. I don't think the belt's going to matter. It's that they'll keep the belt on Kevin and have It'd be Chris nice cost him the belt. Well, I mean, everybody knows it. And, I mean, they keep talking about Chris Jericho has already been here longer than he was supposed to in the first place. Yeah. So let him take the the lose the belt to Kevin Owens. And that way, Kevin Owens has a belt still moving on from WrestleMania. Yeah, or they could do it where I think the way it'll turn is that Chris will do some kind of shenanigans of the Rumble to try and help. He'll drop some kind of weapon, something, right. and it won't work. He'll drop a chain. Roman will grab it. He'll do a punch with right. that. 
Kevin will lose. That'll tease the end. Then at whatever the pay-per-view is between now, between Rumble at WrestleMania, Chris will be defending his U.S. title, and then Kevin will accidentally cost Chris, and oh, then wait, they'll wait, come wait. to real. You said come to you said Rumble. There's a tagline now. You have to say. Oh, remember the rumble. Remember the rumble. Remember the rumble. Okay. Sorry, continue. I got to remember to say remember the rumble. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's one of those fast lanes that's in there. So, um, I mean, they could do it for the U.S. title. I just feel like it would be kind of a bummer for and I was asking Kevin for to be U.S. champion we, after being Universal eh, champion. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the, what, what I asked you is, do you think this is because they don't want Kevin Owens to headline a WrestleMania? Have you seen the Royal Rumble poster? Who's in the front? Undertaker, Goldberg, and Brock Lesnar. Of course he is. And his little head behind them is Kevin Owens. And way in the back behind even them is AJ Styles. Oh, really? So, um... Yeah, but the rumor is uh, Vince loves AJ Styles. Vince loves AJ Styles. It's just... He sells gloves. It's it's not about... It's about... Who he thinks is going to sell tickets. WrestleMania is about who's the top good guy and who's the top bad guy, and that's who they're going to put against each other. Not who's the best good guy or who's the best bad guy, but who they think is the top one. You know, that's the whole Miz versus John Cena and Punk being upset. It's It doesn't matter that Punk technically, you know, I think everyone would agree was a better bad guy at the time. The top heel on Raw was Miz. The top babyface on Raw was Cena. Mm-hmm. So that's who's going to should fight each other at WrestleMania. Uh, technically, the, those two guys on Raw right now are Kevin and Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, but this is the whole, I don't know if you've seen the whole Rusev thing lately. Yeah. Um. It, it's a problem I have with Raw right now. There's four people mm-hmm. that mainline every single Raw. They begin with them, they end with them. And Seth, it's Seth uh, Roman, Jericho, and Owens. I know. Well, the just, whole show is not consistent. But it's, that's the whole point is that you take the belt. So then to mix it up, you'd have to have it be Kevin. I mean, if Finn Balor comes back. That's another person. They you could do Finn versus Roman, Finn yeah. versus Kevin, Finn versus Seth. Like, but they did Finn versus Seth at SummerSlam. The thing is that he was Universal Champion and never lost it, and they love doing that story where yeah, they do. he yeah. never lost the belt, and he's coming back to WrestleMania to get it. I can easily see Finn win the Rumble if he's in it. Um, even if he doesn't, even if he isn't in it, I he's can still it, see yeah. him being in the Universal title match at WrestleMania. Well, I think Undertaker's going to win the Royal Rumble. That's really? What I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be Undertaker's yes, win the Rumble. He called it. And I think Cena's going to win the WWE title, and it's going to be Cena versus Undertaker for the WWE Championship. Did you see the Undertaker's special like name? plate like come up and smoke on the screen well you weren't there yeah well you were there no i saw i saw on the graphic yeah well they they do weird title graphics for everybody i think the only way you can put because the idea now is that undertaker's already lost the streak is already over so no one can see especially now him losing again if they're going to keep doing matches right unless it's going to be like his last match you think he's going to obviously win but then that means that he would beat cena and then become champion so then you think well maybe he's not going to win Ah, uh, but maybe he is, or I think he's going to win, and then that kind of where you don't know who's going to win is what you want to have in the Undertaker. This match. Rumble is definitely like with Goldberg, Brock, uh, mm-hmm. Cena. Well, the, Undertaker. the announcers have been hyping up is like, wow, this. They keep the pause and say, wow, this is going to be a stacked match. Yeah, but I, I can't predict the ending right now. Now I know that's the point. That's why, I which is good. awesome. <laughs> when when you can't predict the ending, I always am in favor of it being a surprise person. Okay, it's helping um, people forget about the Roman Reigns. Rumble debacle. Yeah. Um, what, last year's? Or the one before that? It was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, when Roman got booed. Booed and he's just waiting for what he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Last Um, year was the one versus all Roman Reigns match. Yeah. That wasn't really a Royal Rumble. No. Um, 
The I mean, if, no, it, it was, was a rumble, but I, I mean, yeah, but yeah. As it's, soon as it's Triple weird. H showed up, yeah. we, it, it instantly came obvious who was going yeah. to win the rumble. I think Triple H is going to cost Seth Rollins his spot in the rumble. Okay. I don't know if that means Triple H is going to enter the rumble or not. I, I actually I don't know why this seems like a silly thing. I don't know what his contract is right now. I think that The Rock's going to be in the Royal Rumble too. Really? Mm-hmm. He's been laying low lately. It's just this weird, like a few months ago, I get this weird feeling like you I think feel like the Rumble's these, like, it's going to end with, gonna come back? well, because it's the 30th year anniversary of the Royal Rumble, it's the first Rumble they're doing in a stadium that size in a How long time. Not, they're not going to do Shawn Michaels, because Shawn Michaels is retired. And if he was going to enter, they would have said something. already, Sam. Well, they, they wouldn't say it if it's going to be a surprise now. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they're going to, if they're not going to announce it, they wouldn't bring him on and then have him be a surprise. They would have it be a surprise of someone that they're not acknowledging at all. Because he kind of so you're not about thinking it, about them. Because he comes out in the audience and goes, you know, I you really out, miss coming out in front. You bring of out all y'all. these big names so that you're distracted by how many big names are in it. You forget about all the names that are not in it. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know why. I just can see it coming down to The Rock and The Undertaker. What it seems it, like a implausible thing. So what happens um, to Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in that match? They eliminate so? each other. Yeah, yeah they okay, hold each yeah, other yeah, and yeah. struggle, and it's one like of them eliminates the other, and then James Ellsworth eliminates the other person. Oh, basically, something God. something like that. Please, you're all about the James Ellsworth today. Well, I'm just James Ellsworth is going to eliminate someone, and it's going to be somebody like that. It's going to be Braun. I would love it to be Braun Strowman. He cost him at Survivor Series. And then he eliminates him from the Royal Rumble, and then they do the rematch of all rematches, which was James Ellsworth's first match of Braun versus Ellsworth. Because everybody, everybody's wanting come that. on, he, that would be crazy. I, it just it has story. Every beautiful. time I go online, that's the first thing I always hear. Is it, that really? It, no, not at all. Just made that <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, no, okay, come on. You, you can't. I'm not saying that it'll it'll definitely happen, but if it did happen, you can't say that it would shock you. You don't think the we're talking about Royal Rumble way too early. I think it's next week. Yeah, what else happened on Raw? There's other yeah. things. Yes. Well, I okay. So when I go to Raw, mm-hmm. I don't know what people expect Raw to be. I do not expect to have five star classic matches on the show. I don't expect to have three star Monday classic guys. Matches on, think, on the show. on a regular Monday fair, job. How do you feel? Raw is about. I was watching. Um, with there were a couple of kids in front of me. Um, when who was it that came out? They did pyro for somebody. Shawn Michaels. When Shawn Michaels came out to promote his movie, he still got his old pyro back. Mm-hmm. And this one kid in front of me like ran out of the building because he it was too loud. It was scary. Really? It scared him. I don't know what was wrong. It made a big fuss in the area where we were. And he was like really upset. So I was there were a lot of people concerned that, you know, just because it's a pyro this kid because he was a cute little boy. You know, his first show ever, and Did it was ruined by Pyro. T-shirt on? He was wearing a Bailey shirt. Wow, oh, uh, that explains a lot. And um, and his brother had a big cast I'm not, T-shirt. I'm on. not making fun of the kid. I'm uh, just joking. And um, so then, but then he eventually came back. I told his dad like they're probably not going to do any more Pyro. Undertaker will have Pyro, but it won't have sound. There won't be any charges left. And then Neville came out, and there were charges, and he got upset. I was like, nice. I forgot about Neville. Uh, All your fault. But then he finally came back, and then when the New Day came out. They were jumping up and down. They were clapping, and you could see his mom like watching him and having the time of his life. And she's having the time of her life because her kids are having more fun than she's ever seen them have. And I'm thinking, watching this, going, "This is what WWE is about. Mm-hmm. WWE is about New Japan is about how awesome the matches are. Right. It's an athletic contest because they're awesome, and they're awesome, and it is better wrestling. Now Chris is wanting to talk about this, but WWE." <laughs> has never been it has it in it and mm-hmm. they promote it when it's there 
but and the it's good idea when it of happens. what he Vince wants it to be has never been how awesome are those matches? That's mm-hmm. He did not put Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage in the main event of WrestleMania. He put Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant because it's not about the wrestling. It's wrestling, and I love wrestling. I'm not saying that I don't want them to have AJ Styles versus Finn Balor and in epic 30 minute matches, but it's just that's not Raw is ever supposed to be. It's supposed to be about who did you see last night? I got to see. You know, Roman Reigns and The New Day and Seth Rollins and all these, you know, big characters. That's what it's about. It's not about, it's sports entertainment. So when someone says that Raw was bad, it's, I don't know, it's not, I'm not saying that it was a great show in terms of quality matches or in quality of rewatching of certain things, but it's just, what did you, what did you think it was going to be? I'm tired of people saying, like, expecting them to be putting on unforgettable never before seen breaking edge it's something you're never going to forget every single monday all year round for 30 years is a ridiculous standard to hold anybody to you know some match some shows are going to be better than other ones i just think it's kind of they have to save the ridiculous for all 50 pay-per-views they have a year yeah exactly <laughs> 51 uh and i understand what you're saying like it's I- about fun it's not about you know some ma- some shows are just there are shows that are going to be great and those are the ones that you should remember but I'm not disappointed when I get a Raw that's what I ex- it's going to be. And I've been you know? told by other wrestling friends that I have rosy colored glasses when I watch wrestling, which I do. Because yeah. like, things that are people, other people think are bad, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Well, yeah. I don't see it. Well, it's not. I even... don't instantly try to crap on things. Well, it's not. Yeah. It's like if I go to if I go to McDonald's and then I get a burger, you know what? I That burger is not going to be the best a, a, a $75 steak yeah. that I got at, at a fancy restaurant. Like it's not, going, but I didn't expect it to be that I wanted a burger. I went there to get one and it was great. It was delicious. It wasn't, so you're it saying wasn't the WWE is the McDonald's of the inter- entertainment world. I wow. think I am more in more ways than one. Yeah. I think they're, yeah. I think they yeah. are. Yeah. Um, and you, you mentioned <laughs> something earlier about okay. the new day coming out. And this is the last thing we talk about on raw and we'll move to SmackDown. Uh, is are they really New Day's in a, a feud with Titus O'Neil? I yeah, that that they're really trying, all was he's very trying to get silly. recruited. I don't think it's a feud. It's just oh, they're trying to give Titus feud. O'Neil something to do. It's why SmackDown's better than Raw because yeah. Smack Raw feels like they try to come up with something for that, everybody for everybody, even if they don't have something for everybody to do. Right. They should just they should produce quality things for everything. And I not... like that on SmackDown. Some weeks you just don't see somebody. Yeah, and it makes you happy to see them the next the next week. time. I want to say like Apollo Cruz probably hasn't had like a ma- a match in um what three four weeks a while, but he he shows up every once in a while. I'm like, oh, there's Apollo Cruz. Well, awesome. even more than that, like like this week on SmackDown, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss were there to promote the match, a match next for week. next week, and that was it. But it's also there's there's heat there. There's a rivalry mm-hmm. there. Uh, I was going to say one last thing I wanted to say about uh when uh, Stephanie was in the ring pressing McFoley about presenting the Undertaker. And Mick Foley is doing he he was digging down <laughs> deep to pull out some emotions. Um, just I guess thinking of his past matches with the Undertaker, almost dying and stuff. a few times. Yeah, and he was like about to cry, and then when he was watching, they would pan to him when the Undertaker was coming out. You can see his like lip was trembling. I was like, oh man, it's beautiful. And it was making me think back when I was younger, around the, when Mankind first came to the WWE, and they had the Boiler match. Mm-hmm. Which was ins- so when I was younger, that was one of the first things I ever saw, and I was just like, "This is real stuff." They're they're wrestling in a <laughs> boiler room. This mankind versus the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. That it it blew my mind. It made me want to like go back and just watch it that day because yeah. 
that whole feud was beautiful. Yeah. They were two weird characters. They were characters. They weren't professional wrestlers. They were just these monsters fighting each other. And I grew up liking monsters and you know skeletons and dead things and stuff. So to me, that that carried over into now. It's they, they never really don't have those things anymore. They it's don't. The Undertaker is this they man. Don't have Bray Wyatt is the closest to that yeah. Yeah. that we have on. They on don't really thing, have so. caricatures as much as and you bring up stephanie stephanie's really starting to the character is aggravating she's, she's I, so back and forth i want her she needs to fight some it needs to be something stupid like her versus bailey or she's her gonna, versus gonna be her Rousey Rousey wrestlemania no. because she's been building up heat on her for what her and bailey 15 years mm-hmm. and nothing ever happens she's she had one match with brie bella a couple years ago and that right. she didn't she win that yeah I think she, she won did. it because nikki bella turned heel for yeah, but here's weeks. the whole thing. It's awesome. like one week she's like walking down the hallway smiling this Mick Foley. Yeah. The following week she's screaming at somebody at the mm-hmm. the the face, and Hill can get away with everything. And Mick Foley and her don't seem to not get along either. Yeah. There's no weird conflict between them. So she's really inconsistent character wise. I think the, that I, aggravates me. I think what they are trying to portray is that she's. I guess more real in that she just (laughs) likes some people and doesn't like others and that instead of being more one dimensional, but it doesn't come off like that at all. I want to give a quick shout out before we go into SmackDown to our boys from Wildcat that made a little appearance, Buku Dao and Big Johnny Flex. When they were um, pulling Braun and Seth apart in the opening segment. Uh, all those got all those security guys were wildcat guys. Oh really? Okay, all right, yeah, yeah that's cool. I was and, talking about when Mick Foley was walking around the back. He asked them; they were just standing there, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I I don't. Foley just seems like someone that fell on his head a lot because he did. Because he did. So, yeah. Thanks. But it's just and it's he's showing his ear to now it. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that he actually took uh, him forgetting the name of the city into his gimmick, yeah. and now it's written on his hand because yeah. he's smart. I love Mick Foley. To me, he does he can do no wrong. I, I love him. I don't. So I don't I'm cool with it. I don't care about the management on Raw though. Yeah, I don't. I like seeing yeah. McFoley. I like seeing McFoley. But that's it. He's um, done it before. Moving on. Do you like that? Oh. Um, the announced that New Orleans is going to be the home of WrestleMania 34 next year. Yes, it Chris. is. Because yeah. uh, I look forward to spending a week in the city doing wrestling things well if you happen to be someone who's listening to this who's uh butt hurt because you live in philadelphia and it was not picked to be wrestlemania 34 the, just get over it you know was that the, the there was like 10 cities and like which is anytime it's wrestlemania season you know they're gonna announce next year and mm-hmm. everybody wants it to be there so it's like the are. olympics yeah. yeah um but from what i've heard i think the last few wrestlemania sites are going to be more permanently rotated Okay. WrestleMania locations. Yeah, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl comes to the Superdome every couple of years. Yeah, because like the the, actual, the city gives them a bunch of tax breaks to come here, yeah. and they but make a also, bunch of money here. And it's so. just destination. It's people like to travel to it's the like south Vegas. for it's why there's tons summer. of conventions in the Vegas because yeah. everybody the weather's likes not ridiculous. to go to Vegas. Yeah. So, and then next year is the 300th anniversary of New Orleans. Did you know that? I did not know. So that. Mardi Gras next year is going to be crazy. But uh, mm-hmm. the idea of the pitch that what got them over to to pick New Orleans apparently was that they promised them as to be a big part of that kind of celebration. Celebration, yeah, yeah it makes sense. So we're have a new I like the logo. Yeah, I like better. the logo. I mean, we're the only ones that seem to like it. I think people who live here <laughs> like it, and everybody else hates oh it. Oh my god! Because why it's is, purple, why green, and gold. Hate everything. Because I don't know. Because yeah, it passion. doesn't have the number on it. Because it's not. 
doesn't I don't need know, the number. No. It's it's fine the way it is. I so, don't know what we're gonna call it because okay, so we had WrestleMania play button. Last year was nice. WrestleMania star. This year will be WrestleMania son. Flor- and next year Flor-ly. will be WrestleMania flirtily. Yeah, WrestleMania sure. bead. I hope not. That's the silly thing. All right. Anyway, uh, let's go to into uh, SmackDown. How was SmackDown live? It was live. live was I wasn't asking how SmackDown Live was. I was asking how SmackDown was live. Live was live. <laughs> yeah. You had to say live twice. Yeah. Live, live. <laughs> the, um, I'll say it, Raw as well. They, um, you can tell that attendance is down. Really? It's not bad. Yeah. Um, but you can see empty seats. I had, a really, I had a really great seat for only 25 bucks, which I feel didn't used to be that cheap. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking that part of the reason why attendance is so low is because they're Ticket prices are going up so much more in the last few years. But Baton no one really ever talks about light, that. Though, right? Yeah, um, but uh, it was good. I really I liked SmackDown more than I like Raw, and it's because always um, right because the matches have purpose. The matches mm-hmm. always are continuing something. It flows. The whole show flows. Uh, there's more time given to matches. There's more uh, Total Bellas and Divas Ooh. talked about. You know, you can say that, Chris. Um, Nikki and Natalia tore each other up on smackdown they did everything they could they looked, to make it you care good, so. about how they were beating each other uh, up. most of the time whenever they do that was the the girls um it looks really bad it yeah. didn't look bad this time it looked no, like they yeah. were really beating the hell out of each other nikki so. was was fighting fearlessly oh good god and natalia was showing <laughs> a lot of heart um I like. I really Sam, like. Do you have that written down? No. <laughs> you uh, prepare that. I like. Uh, I like the Carmelsworth stuff. Surprisingly, um, that was a jobber too, huh? That was a C. I, they called her CJ London. That's that's um, God, what's her name? Terror Kitty. Uh, she's a um. I, don't, I think that's what her name was. She's she's a local person that I've seen. Oh, okay, okay. Right. She been um, a Wildcat. Yeah. She teamed with Ruby Rays against Katie Forbes and Amaya. Oh, was it that chick that was like the old school like wrestler? Yeah, chick? yes. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. Elect- oh, yeah, yeah. Lord loves um, her. The uh, the crowd was uh, screaming. What were they screaming? Uh, let's go jobber. Let's go jobber. <laughs> yeah, I, I really so. hate that chance. She's good. She's actually a pretty good. Re- she like kind of like the Ohms, like the vaudevillains kind of. I'm really, really loving the slow burn decay of Luke and Randy, and that it's Luke and Randy, and that Bray is kind of like the dad you know helping it's his kids a weird dynamic yeah like all of it i always think the the, the brace stuff is always a weird dynamic out the followers and stuff like that but this is a little different yeah and i like it um it's obvious that this is where it was going it f- i just don't know where it's going to go from here though. exactly i mean there was someone i've read someone talking about how they think it's going to be a triple threat no why which, would that be yeah. And I and that's uh, Emily said the same thing because it should be Luke. It should be Luke versus Orton with like Bray as like the referee. If hanging. you want to do oh, that, oh god, yeah. I don't want Bray Wyatt in the referee. <laughs> oh shirt. yeah, you know. But the point is that if you don't do awesome. that and they do it at a mania, then Bray wouldn't be in a match. Is the only thing. It, it could be a three way. It doesn't match. have to be. Um, it could be a good three way because they could do it like um, Bray's going to be with Luke and kind of be in the side, and at the end he he's like, yeah. I'm sticking with Randy, even though you've been my boy. They I just like that there's the no, there's no, if it turns, if they they could still do it and everyone would roll their eyes, but they'd accept it where Orton was just picking his spot. But yeah, I really don't think that's what they should they do. It's not what they're telling, that's not what they're doing right now. I was, that, like I've said it before in the podcast, I was really bored was the Randy Orton 
um, Bray stuff until until they joined together. They joined and now together. it's and awesome. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. I don't want it to end now. Look There's at Randy something... Orton. He's it... covered in skulls. Yeah, it's evil. His music and was. His I hear voices coming, in my so. head. He's always been a little weird. He's always been like a little off. He's their you know... the, their opening music yeah. is really good too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Orton versus Luke would be great. I think that Luke has the potential to be in the spot that Braun Strowman has now. Yes. And do it better personally oh yeah but i'm not complaining about uh you ever hear luke in an interview where I think they're going when they ask him about braun Strowman, he's like i'm just gonna go on record that i'm an inch and a half taller than him <laughs> <laughs> um uh luke is i think underappreciated oh but, most definitely i love the dude but so. i hear that uh vince is very high on luke so i really do think that they're building to a luke versus randy that's thing. fine and then you have like the winner i don't know get spray i don't i think i don't even think they need to do that i think they could keep well you know orton's never been in a group that he hasn't been kicked out of he was kicked out of legacy he was kicked out of evolution he was turned on by edge and rated rko he was kicked out of the authority so it would be weird if he doesn't get kicked out of the wyatt family he doesn't have to be but i think that's how his that's his legacy no pun intended that that's what's going to happen he's doing better than daniel bryant gotta look at patterns when you watch Survivor Series, it's not shocking that, that Randy Orton's team won because Randy Orton always wins the Survivor. They do stuff like that all the time that no one ever picks up on because they don't talk about it. If Michael Cole doesn't tell you it's a stat, then you don't notice it. But... Sam, you just need to do your own commentary for Raw and SmackDown and like email it to Michael Cole. <laughs> like I check my facts. I have a binder that's taller than me almost. Uh, so you're talking about uh, Becky and... Um... Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. That, uh, Bliss. I couldn't think of her name for some reason. The Five Feet of Fury. Uh, they have Dan and Bryan announced there's going to be a steel cage match yeah. for the belt on next week on SmackDown. So that Lucha, La Lucha Dora won't interfere. Because she's, apparently she's wrestlers obviously can't climb can't cages. Because yeah. uh, that's obviously going to happen. Uh, do you think they're going to release who that is next week? Um, I think... I love how they taste completely. I think it's going to be Emma. It's not... It's not Emma. It's not an uncommon thing for... It's Oh, God, if it's Emma. Um, <laughs> I think... I really want it to be someone that's ridiculous, but I think it's going to be a call-up of somebody. Uh, I don't Eva, know who. They threw Eva Marie underneath the bus again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too, she's too she's vain, too vain, to, vain wear to, the be, mask. to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I, I'm fine with that. It, uh, I, I'm wondering what kind of match they're going to put together in a, in a cage, but... Yeah. I Lots don't like Alexa cage Bliss matches. You know what my problem is cage matches, and it's always been my problem that they open the, the cage. I hate WWE. They do that a, is the stupidest thing ever. It should either be, well, it should either be escape the cage. That should be the or, only way you can win. Or you can win by pinfall or no, submission. No, screw that. That just seems like a normal match inside of it, but there's a cage around you. Who well, cares? the idea of pinfall by submission means that you can't just quit. So mm-hmm. they should lock the cage door, they have to, they have to build and they just have though. to fight inside pinfall submission where you just can't leave mm-hmm. it either means you can't leave or you have to leave one of the two what can't the be point both of opening the cage door and when did that start that's i feel like they've always kind of done it but it's been a more standard thing over the last 10 years or so that is so stupid that's my least favorite match. it happened it really more is. probably when they had managers that were outside the ring and the managers were wanted like, to interfere yeah they so. wanted to interfere with it or the manager like slam the cage in yeah the, so they, the face. i was gonna say they gotta have it so that you can slam the door in somebody's face it's because it's a gimmick match chris and the door opening allows for more variety of things to do in the match even though it doesn't make any sense 
Um, but wrestling doesn't really make a lot of sense anyway, Chris. So. Makes dollars. <laughs> yeah. Why is Dolph Ziggler capable of running as quickly as he can, moving as as fast as he can, but literally is the slowest cl- ladder climber in the history of existence? Um. So it's he moves one uh, one wrong every ten minutes. Because Ziggler gets... turned in full hill. You know, I really like that match. I was surprised at the like the the dueling uh, lucha to Ziggler chance. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd was really into that, but I don't know if it's full if he's full on heel. I think he's tweening. I don't think Kalisto is. Uh, people, people care, care about him peer- enough. If he was Rey Mysterio and he had kicked him, oh, he, he would have been totally been. Yeah, evil. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's you it's know. Kalisto, and you kind of doing us a favor. Well, he's just not full. Like <laughs> if he fought Apollo Cruz next week, and then. Then week after that, he fought the Miz. He'd be cheered. Like it's he's not, mm-hmm. you know. Even if he does has technically turned heel, the audience is just the audience agrees with him. He keeps losing. That he should be frustrated. He should be doing something different. Even an announcer because when not he was beating them up, up they're that. all like yesing and cheering for him. Right. Like yeah, do something different, doll. The announcers you know? are doing not helping that situation either because they're just kind of agreeing with him too. He's like, yeah, he loses a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, if you had to interview Dolph Ziggler, what would your first question be? Why did you stop with the noodle hair? And then he would stare the at you ramen. for a good minute, and then he would walk off camera yeah. and never answer the question. Chris, what would your question be for Dolph Ziggler? I, I don't know. How do you keep your abs so good looking? I don't, I don't know. Chris, you always talk about how these guys look. Yeah, Calm well, down. you know. Were you the first person Nikki Bella told you can look, but you can't touch? Nice. That's, my, my, mine would have been along the lines of something silly like that, you know, digging that up. Um, so, the SmackDown ended on, we'll talk about this before we go ahead and end the, end the show, um, John Cena and Baron Corbin. You know, they started doing SmackDown Live, and then the last couple of months they did, two of, they're doing 205 Live, which they record right after the show. Right after the show. So, 205 airs at 9, which means that SmackDown has to end at 9, at nine because they're filming 205 Live. It's, you know, when you're watching Raw Live, they can go over. It ends at 10, but if they're in the middle of the match, they don't force them to go home because they can go over. They can't do that on SmackDown. So I think the Baron Corbin Cena match was a little weird, and what I'm guessing is that they were supposed to go long, longer, but they ran out of time, or they just... I don't. I mean, weren't pacing it as well because then Cena just kind of popped out, which it was his his normal thing, his normal thing. But yeah. he hasn't been like that in a, a couple years, really. It was weird for me to watch because I there was a they've been building Baron Corbin up, mm-hmm. building him up, building him up. They build him up in this match, even yeah, to go ahead and walk over John Cena in a sixty dollar tank top, <laughs> and then John Cena in a sweet tank top stolen. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah, he was. Um, and John Cena just jumps up, squashes him. Five moves like, just out of out of nowhere. <laughs> well, that's what Cena. That's his. That's Cena though. That's a Cena match. It is. He it hulked is a, up, a and then Cena. he. You can't see me, and then that's it. Wait, I'm glad. I didn't so, watch what's the point of building up Baron Corbin so much for this to happen? So he can complain because you need a, doing a lot because you need a big bad ombre for Cena to beat, so that you can believe that Cena's back and is not a has been. Right. Yeah, that, that I, really, I understand that's what they're that doing. That is what wrestling is. You, do you want to know why Sergeant Slaughter became WWF champion? Because they needed someone for Hulk Hogan, Hogan to beat at WrestleMania yeah, 8. Yeah. That's why he became champion. They do the same. That's the same thing. you got to build up somebody. Bray Wyatt, it's the, you know, it's the Cena syndrome. You build up Rusev. You build up Bray Wyatt. You build up Kevin Owens. 
to fight Cena, but then Cena's going to win because... Which is why the whole thing with AJ Styles is the crazy... AJ Styles was made when he beat John Cena at SummerSlam mm-hmm. because nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I still say I, I love watching Bray Wyatt and John Cena, their whole feud. That was probably my favorite John Cena yeah. stuff in recent yeah. memory. They embrace the hate, but much better than with Kane. <laughs> uh but yeah, um, so I think that part of the reason why he squashed him like that was because they didn't have time for him to kind of build it up longer after they, that. Didn't they should have had AJ and, and interfere into that or something. They, it, that should have ended somewhere as different than um, Baron Corbin. And I'm well, not a Baron Corbin guy, but he, that match should have not ended uh, with him on his back. Well, at the end of the day, though, it's like I really he lost to Cena. Who doesn't yeah, lose to Cena? Yeah, I know, I know. You know? But the next week, whenever Baron Corbin's all like, oh, I'm the biggest, baddest dude. Well, and John Cena can easily throw it in his face, and it's going to be, nobody's going to like it. He's like, well, I beat you last week. Remember? Well, it all depends on how they execute that. But I think uh, that the writers on SmackDown right now are so much better. Shane in charge. The guys that are running writing SmackDown apparently were um, writing for NXT a okay. couple years ago. All right. So I don't believe that he's going to come out and pretend like what didn't happen. I think Baron Corbin is going to come out and say that that was a fluke, that was BS. I'm better than Cena. Build off and this of it. is you know build off of it. Okay. If he does it that way, I hope they do that. That's you know that'll be fine. So since you were at the events, what was the most over thing you saw out of both of the events? Like where what, what well, lost the crowd the most? The Undertaker at Raw that's, was yeah, that's was cool. was ridiculous. Right. Was ridiculous. Um, I love the Undertaker. When's the last time he came out? There's something to the entrance. Uh, um, SmackDown, a couple right before Survivor Series. Survivor Series, yeah. when he he called him out and said, "You better." It was the first time I've seen Undertaker. I go to Raw and SmackDown every time they come to New Orleans every year since 2007, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I've seen Undertaker at a TV taping show since. 2008 oh really okay so it was really i've seen him at wrestlemania and stuff like right, that right, but right. it's really surreal to see him in that small of an arena for the first time in so long so that was really awesome um but other than that which is kind of a, a duh, uh, a duh yeah. i mean and people popped really loud for cena i think aj styles was the was the way the most over and he didn't do anything he showed Walk. up on the tron and then walked out but everyone was going like they went to commercial break. I assume that entire time the entire audience was chanting AJ Styles. Really? It was like a five minute long wow. chant, and I was thinking they're not getting any of this on. They're not catching any of this on TV because. Uh, and then they stopped right when they came back, mm-hmm. which you know just bad timing. They're saving it for the DVDs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, AJ Styles is is the man. It's really disappointing that he's not uh, probably Raw? going to keep the. I mean, I think that if there's ever a time for them to turn Cena, it'd be now. It's now. Yeah, I actually saw somebody else talking about uh, uh, Cena was starting to rhyme. Yeah, he's up. he's getting a little bit more of uh, his. So you think he's going back gimmick? to like uh, Dugnomic kind of days, and he can turn, and AJ can turn face. Well, since they've already had him, AJ beat Cena as much as they have they as they have. Um, they did the, they did a similar thing with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, where Eddie couldn't beat Rey. Mm-hmm. It, he just uh every time they'd have a match ray would Something always win happened, and it yeah. just started frustrating him as like he's the one guy that he just can't beat and i can see them doing that same thing where everyone kind of just assumes that Cena's gonna beat aj at the rumble but i think if aj beats him how frustrated would you be if you were john cena mm-hmm. and then at the next show they do it again and then then cena does what everyone's been wanting him to do and he turns to beats AJ Styles, and then it's AJ Styles, then it's 
Undertaker versus newly turned heel John Cena at WrestleMania. 33. And he gets booed more than he normally does. Yeah. I mean, I know that that's something that people have been predicting every year. Forever. I've been saying that should be Cena versus Undertaker for like the last five years at right. WrestleMania. Because um, they're just the two two of the biggest stars that they have. They should fight. They've only fought like twice in the last... They uh they had a match at Vengeance 2003 and our show a match on Raw in like 07. How do you remember stuff like and that? I noticed when Undertaker... Did you see his binder? Chris? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I know this this kind of stuff, but they just but because I loved when I was a kid, my two favorite guys were Undertaker and John Cena. So they just they stand out to me. I would notice if they fought each other or not. Um and they haven't and I just think that Undertaker only has so many matches left in him. And they just, they need to do it. You think New Orleans is going to be his last match? I thought his match at WrestleMania 30 was going to be his last yeah. match. <laughs> so I'm still, I still think it's weird that he's still going. Um, he has something to prove because he was kind of like, when he wrestled against Brock Lesnar, he looked like just trash. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And he, he has to build that up to where people forget about that. But part of the reason why I think he looked bad in that match is that somewhere early he took a bad hit. A well, bad yeah, fall. That's, mm-hmm. he wants to get past that. He wants yeah. that to be like, Washed out completely. It doesn't want he looked to be good like in a tr- Shane match. Well, yeah, he yeah he got he had Shane fall on him from a hell in a cell, and then yeah. twenty minutes later they crawled into the ring. And no, that they, was good. But I mean, like it's still fresh. Mm. People still talk about WrestleMania thirty, the streak, this, yeah. that, and the other. He wants it to be buried. So remember John Cena wrestled Sabu. That was cool. Oh, good God. He, this actually went the whole entire episode. We're coming to the end of it. Yep. There you go. Wait, is Sabu go associated with a different um, company wanna, other than WWE? Do you want to say it? No, was, he was talking about John Cena wrestling, all these things you remember. We set you up to say ECW, oh. and you never said it. ECW. <laughs> there you go. My ECW moment. Because you were talking about, you can remember all the matches, because they were your favorite wrestlers, The Undertaker and John Cena. And when I found out that Sabu was going to be wrestling John Cena, I was like, why? <laughs> That's stupid. Well, when, Even um, though I love Sabu, why would he do that? When Cena first started rapping... He was one of the most popular things that they had. I really liked when when he's a when wrestlers you have to be selfish to be an athlete in a way because I want to win because I'm awesome. There's something about kind of a selfish self awareness. And when he uh, got into the program where he became WWE champion, he started cutting promos where he said, "This is for all the fans. This is we're all going to do this together." And that's when I was like, "I don't, I don't know." They I'm got like corny ones. Yeah. And since then. Is when people turned on him. It's not just about his match quality. Oh, which it's I, I that find his find character great, stopped so. being the character that everybody liked. They it, it started pandering to them. W, yeah. WWE fans don't like it when to the universe the audience gets told that you like this guy. He's on right? all. Let us blankets. like him on our own. So, um, so as we do, we talk about Royal Rumble next week or the following week. When is Royal Rumble? It's not week for another two weeks. So we got predictions in two weeks then. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll wait till then. Um, Even though I'm picking James Ellsworth. God. Thank you. I don't know. We're going to talk about that on the next podcast about how we're going to break down the Royal Rumble because it's going to be pretty hard to pick a winner. Oh, you know what? We didn't. We talked about the cage match next week. Mm-hmm. Carmella is giving James Ellsworth a makeover next oh, week. Oh, good God! Cool. And I'm it glad, is going I'm to so be glad the you most brought that. We're going to end the podcast on that note. Thank what? you. Do you Appreciate not? It. Why don't you like James Ellsworth? Uh, why don't you like Carmelsworth? Uh, uh, really They're F A B U L O U S. Good God! We have been Nerds of the Square Circle. Uh, we are a weekly podcast that releases every single Friday, uh, most of the time when we try. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can get in touch with us. There'll be links to everything in the show notes page on somewhere nerdy.com. 
Um, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're you're using. Anything else to add, to add fellas? Of course there is. Guys, you need to write Chris a letter about why he still has not done his uh, Triple H letter. Why are we and, always writing letters on this show? Yeah, we too? I say the I, same actually. Thing, you know, this is a personal. This is a personal thing I've been doing. I write a letter once a month. I wrote a letter to my girlfriend's cousin. Mailed it to him day before yesterday. My next month, I'm not sure who I'm gonna do it to. I'm gonna do it to my famous, maybe the president, maybe somebody. I'm just gonna start writing letters once a month. Okay. Because like I talked about it before, if somebody writes you a letter, comes in the mail. Would you read it? Probably. Yeah. Who does that though? Yeah, Ex- nobody. I just did. Anyway, yes, I will do my punishment, which I completely forget. Before I get another punishment added or to it for yeah. Royal Rumble, yeah. I need to get and it the done. And the next thing we do, whenever it is happens next, it's going to be Snarf Chris versus Sam Jericho. Oh I need Lord. to step one out. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to add co- maybe a tick count to the next podcast, but yeah, yeah, definitely we'll start trying to get on that. Sam needs a new competition. I'm trash. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we have been Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your hosts. Sam Jericho. Philip the dude with the headband. And I am Starf Chris, and we will see you next week.